All right, and we're back. We got a seven-game slate here on Wednesday. I'm making this video a little bit early, uh, a couple hours after lock, so we can recap my lineup how I did uh, tonight in the next video. But uh, yeah, welcome guys. My name is DK. Uh, again, cover content for daily fantasy sports and for prop sites like Price Picks, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Sponsor the video is Price Picks. Guys, if you're not on Price Picks, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. It'll be linked down below. Uh, Base out works. You're building out slips of player pops two, three, four, five, up to six, and you can win up to twenty-five extra money if you do build a, a slip with all six with six players and hit all six. A lot of fun. Again, they they do offer basically every sport you can possibly think of. Um, they have discounts almost every single day as well. Taco Tuesday today. So if you guys do want to give it a try, click that link down below or use the code DKDFS. If you do, click the link in deposit or deposit using the code. Uh, it does help support the channel. And uh, yeah, so let's just uh, get into it. Also, if you guys look for more content, daily fantasy sports or for prop stuff, you can check my Patreon link down below. Start off with the Washington and Orlando. So this Washington team's been pissing me off. I mean, Poole has lost me infinite money. It's been shoveling money into the fire with him this year. Kuzma, 8.6K. The minutes have been a little bit up and down. Obviously, Washington's been involved with a ton of blowouts, but uh, he's the guy right now with the high ceiling on this team. Poole has been really bad. Uh, he got benched last game even. Before that, though, he was averaging about 35 fans points a game over the last three. So, I mean, he's still playable. We still, like, if he's making a shots, he still does have a ceiling. Danny Advia has been a little bit up and down, but a decent game last game. Tyus Jones, minutes not been amazing on him, right? Even in competitive games, not been great. Uh, so, that is a little bit concerning. Gafford's a guy I've been pretty high on recently. Uh, again, they just don't have a lot of uh, depth in the front court. So, I think in a competitive game, you should say around 30 minutes. So, do the ceiling here on Gafford if the game can stay competitive. And then you just have this gross bench like Koulibaly, Kispert, Gallinari, Shamit. Like, they're all playable options, but no one really standing out to me. You did see a little bit of Johnny Davis last game as well. For Orlando, no Carter Jr., no Fultz. And you got Jonathan Isaac questionable as well. Uh, we kind of know what's going to happen here with Orlando uh, with uh, Fultz and Carter Jr. out. But as far as the main guys go, Paolo is 8.2. Franz is uh, 7.5. I think factoring in salary would give the edge to Paolo over Franz. But I'd like the matchup a lot for both. And these two guards, I've been playing them a lot recently, been making me a lot of money. Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs both benefit, obviously, without Markel Fultz. Now, the price did finally come up a good amount on Cole Anthony. He's to 6.7K. But I still think he's playable. Should see around 30 minutes. And Jalen Suggs, I would expect around 30 minutes as well from him. So the two Magic guards are still good options, but not as good as they have been uh, in previous slates. Then you're going to get Bataze and Mo Wagner kind of splitting the center position. Uh, Bataze has dealt with foul trouble a bit recently, but there have been games where he's pushed for 30 minutes. Mo Wagner is usually in the high teens to low 20s minutes. Um, so I think the ceiling's a little bit higher in Goga if he can stay out of foul trouble. And then, again, you got like Gary Harris, Anthony Black, Joe Ingles kind of rounding out the rotation. They're similar to like the Washington bench that we just mentioned. Nothing I, I love there. Lakers and Pistons. So for the 100 straight slate, you have LeBron questionable and Anthony Davis probable. They're both going to play unless we hear otherwise. Um, as far as which one I prefer, uh, AD is a little bit cheaper, so I do give the edge to him. Uh, Cam Reddish is somewhat is pretty significant, but he is probably significant news, but he's probable. So with Cam Reddish probable, you should get Max Christie moving back to the bench. It does kind of hurt everyone in this rotation. Uh, Rees probably loses a few minutes off the bench, but I still think he's playable. Uh, besides last game, he's been playing really well off the bench. D'Lo, I don't love the price point on him. Torian Prince doesn't look as good with Cam Reddish back. Um, you know, Ruby is out, so you should get uh, Christian Wood playing around 20 minutes, but he's been disappointing. Christie, I think, is overpriced with Cam Reddish back. Cam Reddish himself, assuming the limitations, I think would be a decent play. You know, I think you should probably expect around 30 minutes unless we can do say he's on a limit. And uh, yeah, except for the Lakers, let's talk about the Pistons. So 8.5K for Kate Cunningham. Um, 40 plus fans points now the last three games. And it's a decent spot here against the Lakers. So I like his upside. He is foul prone for a guard. 
uh, and he has shown a low floor, but I do like his upside. Jalen Duren started last game, did do a little bit of foul trouble. I think he's a really solid play if he can avoid foul trouble. Now, he'll be matched up against Anthony Davis, so that is a big if, but I do like his ceiling quite a bit if he can avoid it. Seward Thompson, also pretty foul prone, but he should play you know around 30 minutes. The Mets have ticked down a little bit on him of late. Jaden Ivey is a guy I've been playing a lot recently, and I think he is still underpriced here, 5.7. You should see low 30s minutes from him, 32 and 33 over the last couple games. But I do like Ivy to get him out there in the mid-range. Uh, Stewart, you know, should see around 30 minutes. He's just there. Uh, don't play Sasser. He's been, like, out of the rotation. Also, I wanted to mention Wiseman played the backup five over Bagley last game. Not sure if that happens again, um, but I did want to mention that. And then you'll see a little bit of Alec Burks, but his minutes have been ticking down. You'll see some killing Hayes, but, again, his minutes have been ticking down. And then you'll see some Isaiah Livers recently returned. I think he plays low 20s minutes, but... Is not a very good point per minute guy. Phoenix and Toronto. So big news, obviously, is Durant and with Grayson Allen. Questionable. Bradley Beal's out. We kind of know what's going to happen if they both miss. We saw it last game. Devin Booker becomes a clear go-to guy. Would be a really good play here at the top. Nurkic minutes, I want to mention, too, also have been ticking up a bit. 33 over the last couple games. And then Eric Gordon becomes kind of the number two playmaker behind Booker if there's no Kevin Durant and there's no Grayson Allen. So he would look pretty good. And this group of, like, value wings all look solid with, like, Kate Bates Diop and a Kogi and um, Watanabe. Also, Nasir Little is out, so I think you see a little bit more of Watanabe too. 4.6K for Kate Bates Diop, who played 28 minutes last game. A Kogi got his minutes slashed, but I could see him playing a little bit more without Nasir Little. Watanabe only played 15 minutes. I could see him playing a little bit more. Eubanks will back up Nurkic, uh, but again, the minutes have been taken up on Nurk. And then you'll see some backup point guard run for Goodwin. Did play 29 minutes last game. Um, so I think he could be an interesting option, too, if there's no Allen and no Durant. Now, if Durant and Allen are both in, then there's not a ton that I like here for Phoenix. I still think Booker would be playable. I still think Nurkic would be playable. A lot of the value wings kind of be out of play if those two are both in. For Toronto, so Toronto, what are, I've been talking about a bit in the Discord of late, but uh, the Mets and Scotty Barnes have been ticking down recently for some reason. I don't know why. The Mets uh, have been more secure in Siakam, so I think I do slightly prefer Siakam to Scotty Barnes if I was picking between those two. Dennis Schroeder in the mid-range, I would expect around 30 minutes from him. He's more of a secondary play, probably pass that OG. Uh, the minutes have also ticked up on Pirtle. Now he's playing tonight. I'm curious what exactly he finishes with. But if he's going to play around 30 minutes, uh, I think he'd be a good play because, again, he's over a fantasy point per minute player. Price went way up, and Gary Trent's probably can't do that. I'll pass on Achua at that price point. My boy Boucher will play a little bit, but uh, he's only been averaging about 10 minutes a game over the last three. Utah and Memphis, so... Utah kind of a headache right now. You got no marketing. Clarkson is questionable, and Keller Linick is questionable. And Utah has been really spreading out the minutes. It's kind of been tilting. Now, if Clarkson and Kelly O are out, it would make me like this team a lot more. Uh, if, if they're both out, I would assume you probably get a starting lineup of something like Deontay George, Chris Dunn, Fontecchio, Collins, and Yurt Seven. Again, they've been trolling the starting lineup, but... Uh, the last game that Clarkson missed, you did see Chris Dunn start um, and play 19 minutes. So I think they would do this uh, that again if Clarkson is out. But yeah, if those guys are both out, then you know my boy Keontae George becomes an interesting play. He's been averaging around 30 minutes a game. He's the one guy that's been you know the mid's been pretty consistent on, and he's played well. Uh, John Collins, the mid's been a little bit up and down on him, but obviously he looks better if there's no Clarkson and no Kelly O. Kessler and my boy York Seven have been splitting center position. We'll see who starts. If it's Kessler, it starts. I would like a more Kessler. I think has the higher ceiling. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. THT and Sexton have not been great, and their price points are also up. Um, Fontacchio had a good game last game, but it was a bit of an outlier. We know he's not the best point per minute guy, so I'll probably let the fish chase that game. 
Bocce will see minutes, but again, his price is up. So, yeah. Um, not a ton that I love for the Jazz. There would be some interesting options if Clarkson and Olenek are out. If Clarkson and Olenek are in, I think Clarkson would probably be my preferred option here. I would expect low to mid 30s minutes from him. I like a ceiling, but again, it's not creating him at a super cheap price point. And then Olenek, he's been playing, you know, around 20 minutes a game, but feels priced about right on the Memphis side. Well, they've been getting destroyed, but this is a game you would think they should be able to win. Uh, Bain's been really bad recently, uh, going for uh, sub-30 fans points over the last two, but, um, you know, his mitts are pretty secure on this team, and this is a good spot. And Jaron Jackson's been all over the place as well, uh, but if he stays out of foul trouble, he'd probably see 35-plus mitts from, from them, so... Bane and Triple J, like the ceiling on both. Uh, Aldama got benched randomly last game. I played him at relatively low ownership, but the day that I faded at, you know, 50 plus percent ownership, you better believe he's going for 60 fantasy points and it turns into Nikola Jokic. But when I play, no, I get punished with a random benching. Start David Roddy over him. It's just incredible how bad I run on a, on a day in, day out basis. There's no humans on this planet that run can possibly run worse. We, we submit the proof to you guys every day in these videos. Um, Yumbo's 5.2. He'll start the center position, should play around 30 minutes. It's been a little bit quiet of late, but uh, reasonable play. And then I don't know what Memphis is going to do with the rest of this rotation uh, with like Gilliard and Rose and Roddy, Zaire Williams. I mean, you, you've even seen some Vince Williams. You saw a little bit of Jalen Dewell even to last game. Like, I, I don't know. I think of these value plays, Rose or Roddy would be the guys who feel the best about. Rose, even though he's completely dust, is still not a bad point per minute player. And then Roddy's minutes have ticked up of late. Uh, 27 and 28 over the last two games. Philadelphia New Orleans, one beats him playing out of his mind. I have no issue paying 11.8K for him. He was on pace for even more last game, and the game turned into a random massive blowout. So love the ceiling here on Embiid. Maxi 9-2. Also, again, this is the two-man game where the offense is running from, so like the two main guys here for Philly. Tobias and Melton, a more secondary place for me. You should see low to mid-30s minutes from Tobias, similar uh, probably around 30 minutes from Melton. They're both playable. All reads too expensive. He'll back up Embiid. Batum. Roko kind of splitting the power forward position. Batum's playing a little bit more recently, so I do prefer him if I had to pick between those two. For New Orleans, you do have CJ is coming back, so kind of makes it tough for me to get to anyone. Zion and, and Brandon Ingram, I think, are overpriced. I mean, JV could be asked to play a little bit more against Embiid, but um, so maybe a little bit interested in him for tournaments. But yeah, I think everyone's overpriced here with CJ coming back, so pretty unappealing team, uh, the Pelicans. Uh, also, Trey Murphy looks like he's going to be returning soon. Not this game, but... Uh, looks like he'll also be returning soon. Houston and Denver. So Houston had a really bad start. I saw in the first quarter. We'll see how it's going. Um, but we saw Shingun last game against Denver absolutely cook. Um, he went for almost 60 against Jokic. So, I mean, the, the minutes have been really solid recently for these Rocket starters. So obviously I do uh, like Shingun. I do like Van Fleet. We'll see who, is at, who exactly is available on the Denver side. Uh, Jalen Green feels a little bit pricey. Jabari Smith feels priced about right. Dylan Brooks feels priced right. Eason and Tate will kind of round out the rotations. So not a ton I love here on the Rockets outside of the main two guys. On the Denver side, it's kind of hard to talk about because you yeah, Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Aaron Gordon all questionable. If they're all out, well, we go to the Kobe Shaq duo of uh, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan. I still just, I thought it was a dream. Almost a triple-double for DeAndre Jordan last game. 21-13-5, two steals and a block. He put 34 minutes. I mean, that was just incredible. Like, I could not believe what I witnessed. They beat the Clippers on the road. Incredible stuff. Um, but yeah, assuming everyone's in, it's kind of hard for me to get to anyone. I think Jokic would be a bit overpriced. I think Jamal Murray would obviously be on a limit. Gordon MPJ, way overpriced if everyone's available. 
if they're all out, then obviously, you know, Reggie, Michael Porter Jr., uh, kind of run the offense. But MPJ in spots where he's had the team himself has been a lot down. If you go back and look at previous years as well, um, some of the value would also be like DeAndre Jordan, if he starts, going to be a good value. Uh, you know, Justin Holiday, Strother, Peyton Watson will all be solid values as well. But um, again, it's kind of hard to talk about Denver right now with three guys questionable. And last name, Clippers and Kings. Clippers should be embarrassed losing to that Denver team. Uh, you got Paul George, you got Kawhi Harden, same thing. It's just like, I mean, Paul George has been the most consistent outside of last game. Finally saw the big Kawhi game. Uh, he went for 50 plus fancy points. James Harden was awful last game as well. All three of these guys are playable options. Against the Kings, uh, Westbrook at seven two just feels a bit overpriced to me. Um, Zubash and Daniel Tice they're going to split the center position. Uh, we know Zubash has the higher ceiling five point five k. Daniel Tice is a lot cheaper. Um, if you think Zubash is someone limited minutes, you want to have a little more interest in Tice. If you think um, if you think Zubash can play thirty plus minutes, and you want to take a shot in him. And the other guys rounding out the rotation: Norman Paul five k, more of a secondary option, as is Terrence Mann at four Five. The minutes have been taken up, though, on Terrence Mann of late. Finally, the Kings. So they're going to play in the late-night game tonight. That game tips off in about an hour. So we'll see what happens, see if anything, you know, anyone gets injured or anything like that. But assuming it's the same guys that are available, Sabonis and Fox. I like the ceiling on both. I do think the floor is a little bit higher in Sabonis than Fox. Herder feels a bit overpriced. Uh, Monk's minutes have been pretty solid of late, 24, 26, and 30. So I like his upside. Harrison Barnes should also play a good amount. He's more of a secondary option for me, but he's played 30-plus minutes over the last four games. We'll see Trey Lyles play some backup four, a little, maybe a little backup five. He's a reasonable value. Duarte most likely continue to start if there's no Keegan Murray, but he feels priced right. Um, Kessler Edwards did play over Veskinev last game, so we'll see if that happens again. And yeah, that's basically it for the King. So that'll wrap up the video, guys. As always, if you do enjoy, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Try to aim for 100 likes on this video. Um, and we'll see you guys all in the next one.